brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Now, back to Sports Shorts Radio with Ronnie Rance, Joel Davis, and Hunter McCann on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. We continue with Sports Shorts Radio from the Calandro Supermarket in Mid-City on Government Street. Don't forget the LaBear's Sportsbook. The Barstool Sportsbook at the LaBear's Casino and Hotel will be opening Friday, October 21. We'll get you more details. Grand opening of the Barstool Sportsbook. Got Derek Beck with here. I'm Tommy Chrysan. We go to the phone lines. We're joined by former LSU assistant coach, assistant athletic director, was a head coach at Southeastern, worked at Southern. Now he's part of the Tiger Athletic Foundation. Dan Canterbury. Cano, how are you? Uh, good, Tommy. I fell asleep while you were introducing me there. That means I did well, I mean, you, I, well, you know, I didn't plan that intro. I started thinking of all the things you did, and I'm like, I'm going to be here a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, first thing, tell us what's up with the Tiger Athletic Foundation. What's going on now with the, with, with y'all? Well, I tell you what, we're raising money, and uh, we're raising money for capital projects, and the, probably the biggest thing we've got going right now is we're upgrading the – uh, training room, and they're adding a recovery center right there in the uh, in the uh, football operations center. Bo Lowry's come up with some great things, and uh, that we need to add to help the recovery and help the student athletes. And then, of course, we've got some uh, uh, improvements to the practice facility at the PMAC for the men and women's basketball teams and the volleyball teams. Expanding the weight room, increasing the training room facilities, moving offices and meeting rooms over there. And then after that, there's a big project where we're looking to probably in the, in the next few years looking to redo the uh, the PMAC for the fans as well. So uh, got a lot of projects going on. It's, it's a constant thing, especially with facilities. And so uh, we're excited about it. I think there's some great things going on at LSU. Well, certainly LSU's got to keep up facility-wise with other members of the SEC and other schools around the country. And, and that's where the Tiger Athletic Foundation really – comes in big time to help with those small projects and the big projects. Yes, I mean, we're, we're constantly raising money and helping the athletic department out. Uh, hopefully in the next couple of years we won't have COVID. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have some other things going on where we kind of get a little consistent and keep our budget in line and, uh, and we can start moving forward on some of these projects. But uh, Scott Woodward and the athletic department do a great job. And, of course, we've got the big TV contract coming up in 24-25. With uh, ESPN, that's going to help uh, Scott and uh, and uh, Dr. Tate, our, our university president, secured a large uh, partnership with Lady of the Lake, 
which helps the university and the athletic department. So constant uh, things going on, of course, the Baton Rouge community and the LSU nation, you know, really supports LSU athletics. LSU Auburn in football over on the on the plains uh, at Auburn tonight, six o'clock kick. Are you, you going to have time to watch that game tonight? I am locked in tonight. I this the, like I said to some people, this is the first time I get to lock into a ball game because uh, we had a four game homestand. Because you got to count the New Orleans game as a uh, against Florida State as a home home game. So uh, an opportunity to sit in front of the TV and really see how good they are, uh, and and really watch this game. As you know, Tommy, the Auburn-LSU matchup of the Tigers always has something. You know, we never know. There could be a, a building blowing up. There could be an earthquake. There could be a fire. There could be anything when we play the Tigers. Yeah, it's always been quite interesting, uh, and we'll see how it goes tonight. Six o'clock kick on ESPN. Uh, LSU fall baseball. Uh, you, you and I and Coach Bertman spent some time in the pitching lab a couple of weeks ago, and we were present at the coaches' committee meeting last uh, Wednesday night for LSU baseball. Coach Bertman gave a speech. He even got a standing ovation after that speech. I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, well, those, there's st- those, those coaches' committee are his people. They're the people that helped us all the way along, and they love Skip, and we love them. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of excitement starting to build about LSU baseball, the recruiting class that Coach Johnson's put together, the transfer portal, some guys that have come in. There's going to be some – you're going to have to get a program or you're going to have to get the roster on your phone because there's going to be some new guys out there that LSU fans are going to have to learn about. And, you know, all indications are – I mean, the, the recruiting class was ranked number one in the country. The transfer class was ranked number one in the country. You know, there's a lot of good baseball players, and it's going to be curious to see how Jay Johnson and his staff put this thing together, and fall ball is going to be an important part of that. Well, I'll tell you what. I went out, Tommy, I went out uh, on Thursday. Beautiful day. I took my lunch break and went out and watched the practice. And, of course, we had uh, Dylan Cruz hitting along with uh, Skeen, Paul Skeen, and uh, Paxton Kling. Uh, That was impressive. Uh, they went to get what they did is Wes Johnson uh, set up a screen behind the pitcher, had his table there, had all the, the, the metrics we saw in the pitching lab on the scoreboard for the pitchers. Wow. And, uh, and they went one on one, no fielders, but they went one on one, you know, with a catcher with these hitters. And so you had Grant Taylor and Riley Cooper and some other guys out there, and everybody was like 90 plus. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, the one interesting thing I saw is. Yeah, they didn't have to call balls and strikes because it did it on the scoreboard, <laughs> the pitching <laughs> lab. And so uh, they were just firing it in there. But I tell you what, a couple of things. There were some rockets hit off some great pitching. And that matchup, as a coach, I'm going to tell you, the better your pitching is, the better your hitting is in the fall. The better your hitting is, the better your pitching is in the fall. The hard part is to tell which one's good and which one's not. But I think in this case, they're both really good looking at them. And one thing for sure, fans, when you go to the ballpark this fall, and especially in the spring, not only are you going to enjoy some good baseball, but you're going to get a personal fitness instructor after you look at the specimens that are on the field. These are some great (laughs) athletes. Yeah. Well, and, of course, there's a couple of fall games coming up, one at home, one on the road, and we'll give people all that info as it gets closer. Coach, um, Hold the Rope with Skip and Cano. You guys started this on the radio about five years ago and, and had a good thing going and made the switch recently here to, to the YouTube. 
uh, for Hold the Rope with Skip and Cano. We want folks to subscribe to that channel. And I became a part of the program about a year ago, a little more than a year ago. And tell us everybody, tell everybody what we're trying to accomplish with, with Hold the Rope with Skip and Cano. Well, first of all, we, we, we really appreciate Guarantee Broadcasting, Gordy Rush, Lynn Foster, and all the people there for getting us off the ground. We did it for four years, Skip and I. But we felt like, uh, you know, we want to get on YouTube, want to expand because uh, – if you don't have drive time with the way radio is now, it's tough to build a, a bigger audience. But uh, uh, Gordy and them did a great job for us. But uh, this is a chance to really spread out and, and go a little bit with Skip, a little bit more, uh, I, I hate to say nationwide, but at least south region-wise with the YouTube, uh, more convenient for people. But uh, it's really been an exciting process. And, uh, of course, Skip's great. And uh, I think, Tommy, you'll have to say, I think uh, going on YouTube and uh, going out there every week, I think Skip's been revived. I think he's got new energy. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, he's been fired up. He kind of didn't know what he was walking into, you know. I, I, you know, and he even admitted that to me. He goes, "I wasn't real sure," and he told you that. But now we've done five or six shows uh, on YouTube every Tuesday night, six o'clock live. But the key is you can watch it whenever you have time, whenever you have convenience. I know a lot of people watch it Wednesday night. A couple guys I know like to watch it Thursday at lunchtime. So there's plenty. To, to do in that regard. But Coach Bertman, you're right. He's been energized. He wants to have fun. We want to tell stories. We want to entertain. And we want to give, you know, I, I think one of our the most popular segments is the business of sports. And, of course, he was an athletic director for roughly nine years at LSU, coached forever. And a lot of people, we get a lot of feedback that the business of sports segment, which is just one of many segments, is very popular because you got the insight from Coach Bertman who – you know, who sat at that desk for nine years. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand the business part of the athletic department. You know, they see the sports and what happens, and, of course, everybody's got an opinion. But one of the things we try to do in the show, you know, as we've said, is we want to entertain, enjoy it, and educate the people. And I think Skip does a great job of that. And being a coach and a teacher, I think the education part's big. And the entertainment part, Tommy, I think the part that entertains Skip the most is when the former players come on and tell stories about him. I think he enjoys that. I know we do. We have a good time as players. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just since uh, in the last bunch of weeks, we've had Doug Thompson, Ronnie Rance, Pete Bush, Pat Koontz. I mean, uh, it, it's been unbelievable. I mean, we got a great guest lineup coming this month of October. A lot of big-time guests, a lot of stories, a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, do subscribe to Hold the Rope with Skip and Cano on YouTube. They're available on the other platforms. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we put clips up a couple times a day, seven days a week, uh, of some of the good stories and some of the funny stuff and some of the analysis. So you know, connect on social media. That's important, and and check us out uh, on Tuesday nights at six o'clock when we go live. But do watch it at your convenience. Hold the rope with Skip and Cano, and uh, appreciate that. Coach, what else you got planned for the weekend? We're into October, and we got some cool weather and blue skies. I'm loving this weather. I'm going to tell you what, the weather, you can't beat it. I mean, this is why you live in Louisiana. You live for this. <laughs> I know Jay Johnson, after last fall, was really enjoying the weather because he thought it, it rained all the time in the fall last year. Uh, he, he come from Arizona and, uh, and Nevada and California, so he doesn't know what this kind of rain looks like. But we, uh, we're pretty good. But i, I got to tell you this. October is the greatest month for sports in my mind. You're starting Friday. You start the wild card in Major League Baseball. You got college football going on. You got pro football going on. But I'm going to tell the fans out there, you want some entertainment? Uh, we got a resurgence. Again, Scott Woodward does a great job of hiring coaches. 
We got some action going in volleyball with stepping up for Tanya Johnson, her first year, her and Jill Wilson, former players here, coaching up the volleyball team. If you haven't done it so far, get a chance to go out and see them. And then uh, Sean Hudson, who Scott hired two years ago, uh, came in and the soccer program is stepping it up as well. So you got those going on in the fall as well as the football. And uh, folks, get out there and see those, uh, especially with the great weather, get outside uh, for soccer and, of course, uh, volleyball in the, in the PMAC. It's a great entertainment uh, value for those two sports. And we're going to have those coaches on Hold the Rope here coming up soon on the Hold the Rope show. Coach Cano, appreciate your time on a Saturday morning. Always fun to visit with you. Again, we encourage folks to connect on social media to the Hold the Rope show on all the platforms and do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hold the Rope with Skip and Cano. We want you to do that as soon as you can. Coach, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the LSU-Auburn game tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, TK. Have a good one. Go Tigers. All right. <laughs> there you go. Dan Canterbury works with the Tiger Athletic Foundation. That was a long intro I had for him. We're at Calandro's on Government Street in Mid-City. They got a huge wine selection, the liquor selection, everything else you need is at Calandro's. They're also located on Perkins Road near Segan. Check them out for everything you need for the LSU-Auburn game tonight. If you're getting up early to watch the Saints and the Vikings, again, that's an 8.30 kick tomorrow morning. Saints wearing black helmets. They're technically the home team, according to the schedule, and we'll see how that can all unfold. College football games, a lot of them are kicking off. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Derry Beckwith will rejoin us. We'll talk some more LSU-Auburn. We'll talk some college football, maybe hit you with a score or two as we're here until 12 noon at Calandro's on Government Street in Mid-City. And don't forget the LaBear's Casino and Hotel Baton Rouge, the Barstool Sportsbook, grand opening October 21. Save the date, October 21, grand opening of the Barstool Sportsbook at the LaBear's Casino and Hotel Baton Rouge. This segment brought to you by Court Street Cafe. Don't forget about the good Jason and the staff over there in Port Allen. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. They got steak night tonight, half price on a bottle of wine and the LSU-Auburn game on TV. You got to go over there to the – they're going to have the Tomahawk Bone-In Steak special tonight at Court Street Cafe, 805 Court Street in Port Allen. Connect with them on Facebook and Instagram. Lots of stuff posted there. Uh, Again, Jason and staff do a great job. Uh, Monday through Saturday, breakfast, lunch, dinner – Court Street Cafe in Port Allen. We want you to check them out. We're back with more of Sports Shorts Radio after this pause. 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Now back to Sports Shorts Radio with Ronnie Rance, Joel Davis, and Hunter McCann on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. We continue with Sports Shorts Radio. Tommy Chrysan and Derry Beckwith with you until 12 o'clock noon. And then I know everybody will be getting ready, set for LSU-Auburn. 6 o'clock kick on ESPN. Tigers an eight-point favorite. The over and under is 45. Derry Beckwith, I know you already said you didn't like 11 o'clock games, especially on the road. Um, 2.30, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, did you have a preference or what? I, I'd rather play it at 2.30 or 6. I didn't even so much like the seven thirty eight game. Too long to wait. Too too long in in hotel room. You know, you probably eat too much throughout the day as well and, and snacking and stuff like that. But I think a good two thirty, uh, six o'clock game is perfect. 
um, as far as getting your body acclimated to it as well. So especially in October with the weather the way it is and playing a 2.30 game and then it been on CBS with the music come on, dun, 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 yeah. like that whole. Well, and whole like right spray. now, I mean, we can't have better weather. A Chamber of Commerce day, I mean, I'm looking out of the window here. Calandra's blue sky. I don't see a cloud. It, the temperature is great. I mean, felt a little cooler earlier this morning. It's going to warm up a hair today, but nothing uncomfortable. A 2.30 game today. With the bright sunshine, the blue sky, and the n- no humidity, basically, and a good temperature. I mean, that's football weather, right? Because you don't want to play when it's 30 degrees and snowing. I mean, did you ever play in snow? Never played in snow. But this would be really cool weather. And the weather's supposed to be really good at Auburn tonight. That's not going to be any kind of factor of an issue uh, for LSU or Auburn. But, uh, yeah, I, I just – yeah, when I played college baseball, we didn't have lights, so all our games were one o'clock or two o'clock. But I, I don't know if I'd like sitting around all day, either sport, you know, kind of thing. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I guess I could have got acclimated to it, or adjusted to it, but you know, I never had to deal with that. We, it was always get to the clubhouse at ten or eleven and get ready for the game, you know. So. Uh, you know, maybe not go to class that day. <laughs> but, no, but uh, but LSU, uh, first road conference game. Obviously, they beat Mississippi State a couple of weeks ago. And it would be nothing better than to get off to a 2-0 and start in conference play. It, it will. I think uh, it's a little bit different uh, being the first uh, road game uh, in the SEC. I think the way – how they come out dictates the outcome of that football game. I know I alluded to earlier that – it may be closer than normal uh, just because of playing in Auburn, and I think Auburn's defense will kind of keep Auburn in the game. But if LSU comes out slow and comes out flat in the first half, um, like they did against Florida State, I think you'll see how the game may may dictate that if they come out slow. So LSU, anytime you play on the road, that first drive, the LSU gets on offense. They have to go down and get some type of points, whether it's a touchdown or whether it's a field goal. Establish your dominance. Establish look that we're here ready to play. And then on defense, if you first first series get a three and out, do something because you cannot let you know playing the away game in the SEC. You can't let the other team get momentum, especially playing at home. Well, so you're saying a key for LSU today is to start fast. You have to start fast. You cannot right now. You cannot come out and start slow and thinking that you know it'll be a breeze to win this football game. All right, it's a road game, obviously. If you win the toss, you take the ball. Yes. You take the ball yes. and try to do what you said. Start fast. Get some points. Yes. Pick up a handful of first downs, and if you got to settle for a field goal, make sure you get it between the posts, or better yet, put a touchdown on the board. It, it is because it's harder for an offense to go on the road and, and be successful early as opposed to a defense. That's why I say if you win the kick, if you win the toss, uh, take the ball. Take, take the ball. Well, and the other thing is the crowd's not going to be as nuts in the first drive as they're going to be later. Right. Or, or I should say not as loud. I mean, right. it's opening drive. They're, they're just you know, right. settling in their right. seat. They got their hot dog, their popcorn. Uh, they, they poured their whiskey into the cup of water, whatever they did. So, you know, um, yeah. Okay, so I would think if you win the toss, you take the ball, try to start fast, score, get some points, and try to set the tone. And the momentum can shift. We all know that. We've seen it happen a million times, but uh, that'd be a key. And then, as you said, on defense, you want that three and out or force a turnover. Right. If Absolutely. you happen to give up a first down, but then you get a turnover, you're coming off the field high as a kite then. Absolutely. And I think this is a game where LSU defense will be able to shine again. Uh, I think, obviously, with T.J. Finley not playing, um, he's hurt. And then the other quarterback they have in, he's really not a threat throwing the football. Now, he is a threat 
running the football, but I think Matt House is going to do a good job of keeping him, keeping him in the pocket and not letting him scramble and run around. You mentioned Matt House, defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator for the Chiefs when they won the Super Bowl. Okay, only one team a year wins the Super Bowl. And now they had a lot of talent there. He, I don't think he's gotten enough credit yet, albeit only four games, for what he's done with his defense. You talked about earlier how with the personnel groupings and he's planning a defense that he thinks is going to be successful against Auburn. He ain't worried about Tennessee. He's not worried about last week. He's constructing something, and you are, you are the linebacker. You're a defensive guy. What's the best thing we can do to keep their offense from being effective? That's what Matt House is doing. Yeah, so every game, like I said earlier, every game dictates on how how they're going to run their defense, what type of front they're going to be in. Are they going to play with three down linemen or two down linemen? Uh, something interesting that he did against Mississippi State um, that I didn't think he was going to do, he blitzed more than I thought he would have against Mississippi State because normally when you play a team like that, you only rush rush three and drop eight. But he was bringing players. Because of the air raid Absolutely. Offense, yeah. But he was bringing pressure. Um, up the middle with Harold Perkins. He did stunts with the D linemen. So he did an outstanding job of mixing it up. And I think that's a sign of a good defensive coordinator where you're not so stagnant and powerful and say, look, we only run 3 3 5. We only run this. We only a zone team. But each game, how depending on the offense, it dictates on what you're going to run. And so that's what I like about him is his willing, willingness to adapt each, uh, each week. Harold Perkins, a perfect example of. Be ready when your name gets called. Physically and mentally, you got to be ready. There's more substitutes and backups than there are starters. Okay, we know that's simple math. He's a perfect example, and he has now he's done what all athletes want to do. Make make it where the coach can't take you out the game. Make it where the coach can't put you in the lineup. He needs you on the field because of your production. That's what Harold Perkins has done. I don't know what a lot of people. We're talking about Harold Perkins in the fall camp in August. Or saying, hey, that guy's going to be good. He's as good as it gets, and it's because he was ready. And this is a message to all you young athletes out there. Because there's more of you that sit the bench than start. That's just a fact. Uh, be ready, physically and mentally, when your name gets called. And then don't give him a reason to take you out. I think with Harold Perkins, it goes all the way back to his recruiting process. Um, Brian Kelly alluded to that when Harold Perkins came on his visit, he said in his all his years of coaching, and Brian Kelly's been coaching a long time. Brian Kelly has came across. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hundreds of hundreds of student athletes. He said he has never been more impressed with a guy that he's recruited all, all his time coaching football because of the type of questions that he asks. And so I think for, for a lot of recruits, what you got to realize when you go on these recruiting visits, um, just don't go to be showered by, by the college or just to be praised by them. You're interviewing. This is a job interview. So this, this is something that, that would set you up for the rest of your life. And they said the questions he was asking were, was not normal. <laughs> and so uh, the guy is extremely serious. Um, he takes football serious. He takes academic serious. And so anytime you have, have that combination, you see why the success he's having on the field. And Matt House is putting him in a situation where as a true freshman playing, playing linebacker, don't think too much. 
Just go out there and play. If we tell you, you know, play the jack linebacker and rush off the edge, you do that. If we line you up off the ball as inside linebacker and we tell you to blitz in the A-gap, do that. They're allowing him to use his athletic ability. And then I think each Saturday, as, as the season goes along, they're going to put more in his plate where he'll be able to uh, grasp and catch the uh, catch grasp and catch the defense. So they're dealing with him, which you should do with everybody. Put him in the best spot for them to succeed, the best chance for them to be successful and help the team win the game or, you know, st- you know, stop the team, get the offense off the field for the other team and, and, and uh, get your team the ball. So that that's cool. He's been fun to watch, and I'm, cu- I'm curious to see him tonight and the performance that he's going to have. We're going to take another break here at Calandro's on Government Street in Mid-City. Don't forget LaBear's Casino and Hotel Baton Rouge, the Barstool Sportsbook. Grand opening October 21st. We'll tell you more about that. And next week with the 11 o'clock kick, LSU versus Tennessee, Sports Shorts Radio will be on 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Don't forget Sports Shorts Daily with Ronnie Rance and I. That's going to change a little bit with his travel plans from London. And if you like to bet on football, college or the NFL, check out the website meatandpotatoesusa.com. Meatandpotatoesusa.com. Picks are posted right now. Money back guarantee if you buy a pick and it's not a winner. Check out meatandpotatoesusa.com. We'll come back with more of Derek Beckwith and me, Tommy Chrysam. Right here on Sport Shorts Radio, Calandro's Government Street in Mid-City. You're listening to Sport Shorts Radio on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Now back to Sports Shorts Radio with Ronnie Rantz, Joel Davis, and Hunter McCann on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. We continue with Sports Shorts Radio. Ronnie Rance, Hunter McCann in London to watch the Saints play tomorrow morning. Well, tomorrow morning, our time. We did have Ronnie on the program back in hour number one from a soccer match over there. He'll, he'll give us the full report on Sports Shorts Daily and Sports Shorts Radio next week. Next week, Sports Shorts Radio, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. due to the early LSU kickoff. Derry Beckwith here. I think everybody that's a sports fan has seen this situation with the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa uh, last Sunday, uh, appeared to have a concussion, stumbled, had to get help from a teammate to keep from falling down, and all of a sudden he was back in the game. Then the Dolphins had the quick turnaround, Thursday night game. They played the other night um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And he was out there, and he, he, he got injured in the second quarter. He'd be taken off the field on a stretcher, went to the hospital, ended up flying home with the team, got out of the hospital, flew home with the team. The NFL Players Association is not happy. This is not a good look for the NFL. Concussions are a very serious thing. And the NFL has talked for years, decades, about how important safety is. And they were making these guys wear them padded helmets at practice this past August to try to cut, cut the possibility of a concussion down by 10%. Concussion's a big thing, but it, it's a double-edged sword. The players don't want to tell people they had a concussion. Now there's a protocol, and there's a doctor that's not paid for paid by the Dolphins that's supposed to assess Tua and say whether or not he can go back in the game, and apparently this has happened, but the NFL Players Association is questioning this. Derry, this is a a serious story because you're talking about, you know, multiple. if he's got a concussion Sunday and a concussion Thursday, 
which I, we don't know. But if that happened, I mean, what's the effect, not short-term, but long-term, you know, when he's out of football? There, you play at the highest level, college, national champion, you played in the NFL. What's, what's your take on this whole concussion thing? I mean, I, I think from a visible standpoint, there, there's no way um, as a Miami Dolphins staff member, a coach, on the medical staff uh, specifically, when you see him get up and wobble the way that he did and fell down. On the Sunday game. On, right. his, on, on the Sunday game that you can say, oh, it's a back injury. A back injury is not going to make you wobble and fall the way that he did. Obviously, something was going on internally with his head. And, and the simple fact that I, you let him back out in the game um, is something that I, I've never seen. I've never seen the football. And, look, like you said, it is a thin line between the athletes because sometimes we get hit in the head and we know something is, is not right. Um, and, look, I've had – I know I've blinked out a couple of times. But, but physically, you didn't see me wobbling and things like that, so it's a little bit easier for me not to tell a coach, hey, something's wrong with me, right? But in that situation, it's something's wrong. Ali Broussard one time got hit so hard against Arkansas State. I remember I was a senior in high school, and I went to watch them play Arkansas State one year. He got hit so hard. He was hard, a running back. Running back. He got hit so hard that he couldn't buckle his transfer, and he was running to the Arkansas State sideline. He thought that was LSU sideline. So, obviously, did he come back in the game? I was, absolutely not. No matter if he didn't have a concussion or not, you know something is not right, okay? Even if they didn't diagnose Tua with a concussion that Sunday, you see a guy wobbling, you cannot let him back in the football game. So that's where, for me, it gets upset because how much do you really care about the player or how much do you really care about you winning a football game? And so – Well, and, and there's a lot of layers here. Cause <laughs> then you can say, hey, NFL, if you're really worried about safety, don't make anybody play Sunday and Thursday. That's true. Okay. You know, and then the same thing happens Thanksgiving week when you got games on that Thursday, all right? But, you know, and, and this is much – this goes far beyond football. This is going, you know, Tua, does he want to have a wife and kids one day? Does he want to be able to throw the football in the backyard with his kid? You know, maybe coach, whatever he might want to do in life. And this concussion thing, seriously, I've been blown away by the number of current NFL players and former NFL players that have taken to social media. Can't believe Tua was in this game. What are the Dolphins doing? I mean, because they all know, it's the eyeball test. And then, Derry, I've had Drew Brees was on a national show, said he had several concussions, but he never told nobody. You know, Rodney Harrison, uh, Heinz Ward talked about how he got, a former Steeler wide receiver, talked about how he got hit by Ray Lewis one time, and he knew he had a concussion, but he grabbed his ankle so everybody would think it might be an ankle issue. Nobody wants to come out of the game. They don't want to come out of the game. You know, you can't ask the player. It's got to be a medical mm-hmm. decision. Derry, you told me in your mind you think you had a concussion or two, whether it was Parkview, LSU, or the NFL. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, I can specifically remember uh, in the national championship game against Ohio State, I think they ran a power play, and the guard was, leading, was coming around, and I kind of got skinny and tackled Beanie Wells. When I hit him, um, I literally went black. I couldn't see for like three seconds. I remember, like I couldn't like see. Black. I went black. Like I could not. See. I was standing. Your eyes were open, but it you was, couldn't see. I couldn't see. I, I stood up and I couldn't see like for three seconds. All of a sudden, it came back on. I could see the lights. Now, obviously, I knew something wasn't right. But at that time, you can mask it so much as as an athlete, where I wasn't like man, I wasn't wobbling or anything like that. I just couldn't see. Now, Ronnie, it, it doesn't take. We don't have to go to medical school <laughs> to realize. Look, if I can't see for. Over three, over three seconds, something's not right. 
Now, they can't see the – And coach. you just ran into a 300-pound-plus <laughs> tackle. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I wasn't going to go on the sideline and say, oh, Polini, something's not right. I wasn't going to do that. I mean, this is not a championship game. I'm not doing that. So, but my point is when you can uh, visibly see something that's not right, you got to do something about it. So the NFL can talk about health all they want to. Don't uh, talk about it, but show me. But just because you, anytime you play on a Sunday and turn around and play on a Thursday, let let you know you're really not concerned about players' health. Health, you're more concerned about how fat you can get your pocketbook. Well, and they all, it's all about winning in the NFL, you know. Now, and look, the, the old saying, you know, you got his bell rung. So obviously, against Ohio State in the national championship game, you got your bell rung. Okay, right. and you, in your mind, you probably had a, suffered a concussion. Now, did you play the next snap? Absolutely. And the next time the defense went out there, Absolutely. you were there. Absolutely. Nowadays, you might not have been out there. Right. If somebody would have detected that you, you know, you were, or maybe one of your teammates would have detected and said, "There you go to the sideline," or, or y'all, somebody come help out here, you know. But it's a little different now. But you're right. NFL, don't say one thing. Words don't mean anything. It's what you do. Actions speak louder than words. And I think the NFL has gotten backed into the corner on this whole tour thing. And there's been other stories of other players recently, which, you know, did they should they have been in the game and what was the protocol followed. And, you know, again, these NFL teams, it's all about trying to win that game. And if they had a – they put Tua back in because they thought that gave him the best chance to win. And, you know, did they compromise his safety? We might not ever know the actual answer to that question. You and I aren't doctors. We aren't lawyers. But – I think somebody's going to dig into this. And when the, it's rare for the NFL Players Association to come out like they did this couple of days ago with, we want a full investigation here. We want to know what happened with the Dolphins. We want to know how the NFL is handling this. They're going to start digging. And you know what happens. Things get discovered when you dig. And I think about it, I think today's players are getting a lot smaller. Tommy, they're not playing 10, 12 years anymore. A lot of these players are putting a cap on how long they're going to play. Some say I'm going to do six, and some I say I'm going to do eight, no matter how successful they are. Someone like Aaron Donald, who's going, to, who's probably one of the, the greatest defensive tackles of all time, they had a, said an article where he was retiring in May. He was retiring. He turned in his papers to the Rams, but they never signed it. And so this is someone at, at the top of his game. So I think players are getting smart as well because they see a situation like two. Like, does the NFL really care about us? Let's capitalize on what we what we can play and how long we can play and put a cap on this and so they can have a longevity in their life when football is over with. I, I think the last time I read this, and I'd have to look this up, the, the average length of a career for in the NFL is like less than three years because you count a lot of guys that come and go. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's, it's a little bit skewer. You don't have the, the Tom Brady's and the, the guys that have been around forever. That That's going to be a thing of the past, okay, even like a Drew Brees. But, you know – I mean, here's the thing from a player's perspective, and and I learned about this a couple years ago, and and you've been there and done that. You know, like when the teams get together after the game and you you run into somebody you played against or with in college, it was like an unwritten rule that they always told each other, stay healthy, because they know you're not going to be in the league for long, and if you're not healthy, you're definitely not going to be in the league for long. So, like, even, you know, players would always be dapping up after the game, quick hug, bro hug, whatever. They would always tell it was like an unwritten rule: stay healthy, man. Stay healthy. You know, you know, uh, you know. I, I tell you what, I did this this week. Major Burns from LSU played travel baseball for me. I texted him the other day. I said, "Get yourself healthy so you can get back on the field." You know, and he said, "Thank you, coach." You know, and he and I have got a good relationship. But in the NFL, it's about stay healthy, make the money when you can make it, 
because the odds are you're not going to be there six years, eight years. No. No, you know, even the greatest players aren't going to be there that long. It's going to be short. Like you said, now they're going to make a business decision. If I can go make whatever number millions Mm -hmm. and set myself up and then do some wise business investments or do be wise with my money, I don't have to try to play 10 years and get hurt or get concussions or have four surgeries on each knee, which many a player has done. So, you know, it it almost becomes a business decision by the individual player. It is. I I, I think it's somebody like Patrick Willis um, who retired after eight years. But, look, the guy was a a pro bowler every year in the NFL he played, was all pro probably all eight eight years that he played. And I remember he had a press conference, and he just specifically said that he's tired. Like, he's tired. His feet hurt. You know, that was, that was, that was exactly what my feet hurt and I'm tired. So a lot of these guys are, are getting more smarter and, and wiser um, with their money and their finances. I think this generation is a lot different because of they've seen, you know, how past athletes handle their money as well. So, look, they're getting a lot smarter and, and realizing um, it's more than life than touchdowns and Super Bowls. All right, a couple of things before we take a break and come back for the final segment. Here's an update from London from Ronald. Chelsea won 2-1 to one over Crystal Palace. Andy Dalton was at the soccer match, and a good number of Saints fans were at the soccer match as well. So that's an update from Ronnie Rance over there in London. Um, also, don't forget, the Barstool Sportsbook opens at the LaBarge Casino and Hotel on Friday, October 21. We'll get you more details on that. And we are at Calandro's in Mid-City on Government Street. Everything you need for the Saints-Auburn game. I mean, for the LSU-Auburn game or the Saints-Vikings game tomorrow morning. Wine, the liquor selection, all the food and the snacks. Calandro's Supermarket. Do check them out. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the final segment of Sports Shorts Daily for this Saturday morning. Derry Beckwith, Tommy Chrysam, 104.5 ESPN, Baton Rouge. Now back to Sports Shorts Radio with Ronnie Rance, Joel Davis, and Hunter McCann on 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Quick quick update for you. Court Street Cafe tonight, the Tomahawk Bone-In Wagyu Steaks during the LSU game. Court Street Cafe, Port Allen. All right, LSU-Auburn, according to the info released by LSU, kickoffs at 6.05 to be precise on ESPN. We got Derek Beckwith here, national champion at LSU played in the NFL. Derry, what do you see as the keys for LSU to, to be able to get on a plane and fly home with a win? For offense, I think just come out and start fast. Um, and on defense, you know, get pressure on the quarterback. He's young. He's a freshman. He really is not a threat throwing the football. So I think you, if you keep him in the pocket, make him throw the football to beat you, I think those are the keys to success for LSU tonight. We'll see if the Tigers can get it done. Ole Miss leads Kentucky uh, 14-6, 14 minutes to go second quarter. TCU beating Oklahoma 20-3 in the first quarter. TCU, a lot of people like them as an underdog. Michigan's up 7-0. Wisconsin leads Illinois. Nobody cares about that. Let me see here. Purdue 10-0 over Minnesota. That's a little bit of an upset in the works. And, and uh, it's the month of October. We got the nice weather, and it's football time. And like Dan Canterbury said, October is one of the best months for sports. Not only do you have high school football, college football, and the NFL, you got the Major League Baseball going to start the playoffs next Friday, and then the World Series. 
NBA's right around the corner. I mean, it, it's a cool time to be a sports fan. It is. It is. You know, sometimes before football season, it's like nothing's on TV. And, like, the weeks go by so slow. But now with football season, the weeks are going by extremely fast. And it's good to sit down, relax, and watch some great football. I think uh, LSU's an eight-point favorite. I think they cover that. I'll give you a little Sports Shorts Radio pick right there. I think if you lay the eight points, you'll be okay. I just think Auburn's a mess, and LSU's coming. They're getting better each and every week. Uh, defensively, you pointed that out. And then I, I really like Jaden Daniels. And uh, hopefully that injury was – something that he's already got on the other side of. But uh, he's a key for this team. If Jaden Daniels continues to not turn the ball over, he's leading the team in rushing, I mean, he's going to play a key role if they win tonight. Oh, a- absolutely. And he's always composed. He, um, he's, he never gets rattled. Uh, so I think I expect another uh, good game from Jaden Daniels and for him to fill the stat sheets. Yeah, and, of course, uh, tomorrow morning, 8.30, Louisiana time kick. The Minnesota Vikings are a three-point favorite over the New Orleans Saints. The over and under is 41. Saints are going to have a black helmet going. That picture has been all over social media. Did you see the picture of the black helmet? I did. Yeah. And mixed reactions. I I was told by Ronnie Rance, he was uh, at the um, the Saints facility the other day, he said it's one of those helmets that really looks good if it's sitting on the desk in front of you or you're holding it. But on TV – it's, it's not going to look as good. I got this thing on the top with a little bitty floor de lis, and it might be a little confusing on TV. But uh, nonetheless, it, the Saints are one and two. They, they don't want to be one and three. Long way to go in the NFL. We know that. But the Saints uh, really need to figure out a way to win. But most people don't think they can beat the Vikings. Look, it's, it's going to be tough. I, I know Andy Dalton um, has experience in the NFL, has experience winning football games going to the playoffs. So I think they have to find an offensive identity right now. And until they find that, I think they're going to struggle. So, okay, Jameis Winston, all reports are he's not going to play tomorrow. We don't know that. It might surprise us. But let's just assume he's ruled out of the game for medical reasons. Andy Dalton comes in. What does that do to the team when they know that, you know, there was a reason Winston was the starter and Dalton was the backup? What, what is the team or do they, this is pro football. You just say, hey, if that's the guy that's in there, we're going to rally around him and go. Yeah, I mean, NFL, you really have time to, to think and really dissect who's, who's my quarterback. Um, they are professionals. They all have to play the game. I, I think nothing, too, nothing so much is going to change on offense because for me watching it, on TV, I don't think they're really doing anything so dynamic and so diverse on offense. So, look, they're professionals. They have to go there and play the football game and, and see what happens. I'm not sure, sir. I think LSU gets to win comfortably tonight. I don't think the Saints get to win tomorrow. A couple of little TK thoughts for you. We'll see if Aaron Judge can hit a home run. Uh, if he does, he'd be the most in American League history if he can get to 62. He's sitting on 61 there, home against the Baltimore Orioles tonight. DerryBeckwithFoundation.org. Uh, Twenty seconds. Tell us about your foundation. Look, we have high school student athletes. We have high school student athletes with identity outside of sports. So definitely get involved. We're doing great things uh, for these student athletes and let them know. Look, they can be just as successful without sports. I want to thank Joel Davis for being here earlier, the guy with the permanent concussion. I want to thank Ronnie Rance, Ronald Rance, I should say, who, who from London joined us with an update and just texted me that other update a minute or two ago. Uh, appreciate Dan Canterbury joining us for a segment. Don't forget, hold the rope with Skip and Cano. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. 
do check that out, just like you got to check out Derek Beckwith Foundation.org. If you like to bet on football, meatandpotatoesusa.com. Hey, we appreciate the good folks at Calandro's having us here this morning. Next week, we're on 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. from the LaBear's Casino. Their Barstool Sportsbook opening up on October 21. I want to thank Grant back at the station for pushing all the buttons and making us sound good. Appreciate everybody listening. You have been listening to Sports Shorts Radio. Derry Beck with Tommy Chrysan, 104.5 ESPN Baton Rouge. Have a great day and weekend, everyone. With WCK, your home will be okay. With WCK, you're on solid. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.